This is Ryan Nelson, your 2018 Blaze winner, and this is the Hudson Valley Disc Golf Podcast. Next thing we're going to talk about is the Gungstick Blades. This this is uh this is our biannual. Does that mean every two years or twice a year? Whatever one that means twice a year. We do spring and fall. Uh, we do a we play our Cross Hudson River Rivals in Gardner Majestic Gunks Crew. In the fall, we typically we play a Dubs round in Gardner. Then we take a you know figure out instead of an hour lunch, we do an hour and a half lunch because it's about a half hour trip. Then we play singles at Beacon and then just hang out. And in the spring, it's the other way around. It's I think it's singles at Beacon and then double. It's got to be doubles at Gardner. Singles at Gardner is going to take two and a half days. Yeah, so we just mix it up. It's just fun. Good time had by all. There's really no, I, I don't think we have time really to do shirts. So uh, as far as I know, that's not in the process. I didn't get back in with Todd in time to do a do a logo. But if you have your old shirts, feel free to wear them. I'll wear I'm not even sure who I'll play for. It's just whoever needs people. Uh, we try to make it as fair as possible while keeping true to the gunks or glades. You know, if you're on the, the Newburg side of the river, you, you could lean to like Bart. You could play for uh, gunks if you wanted to, but you also have roots and beacons. So you, you could basically pick, pick and choose, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Are there still extra shirts from the last one? I don't think we have any, but Gardner might. Uh, I could check with <laughs> Hauser. Uh, well, no, I mean, they might have, oh, you want... I see what you mean. Uh, I thought because one of the ones just had was a generic shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one. Those are cool too. Yeah, uh, but as far as the football theme ones or the baseball theme ones, I don't think so. Um, but Bart, you haven't gotten into one of those, have you yet? No, I haven't. Um, I was supposed to play in the first one, and I, I don't remember what happened. Something came up last minute, and uh, so I wasn't able to get to it. It was. I know it was around this time of year, and that's tough. And it was actually. Around yeah, around the same time, it was like a couple weeks after the blaze. So, I mean, it's it's a rough time to get out, and I, I know that because especially because aren't your uh your your times ramping up at work? I would ma- I imagine. Yeah, I think I might have had if it was in November, I probably had team challenge that day. I think my dad played though. Yeah, I, I think so, and I think he might have played for Gardner. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he's on this side of the river, and Nick, uh, we've lent him Nick once and pay for it we're currently tied they we won the first one they won the second one i over i was over nice in the second one uh sorry hauser it ain't gonna work that way it's gonna be fair this time and fair means beacon win no um, so um basically the whole goal to it it's not about selling shirts or anything it's really just about getting people out to gardener um it's in, in the last year it has improved so much it just needs more and they just need the volunteerism, so people got to get out and play there. Because most people know the course doesn't get better unless people play it. You got to get people out there to play it and play, play, play. Uh, Andrew, you playing in that? I would love to play in this one. I I was able to do the the match play at the Glades the last time, but I wasn't able to go across the river. So I would love to to do both rounds this year. All right. Well. Uh, either way, if you, uh, if you know Hauser, if you're on the Gunk's Facebook page, I'll probably post something in the next couple days. Just throw your name on there. You don't even have to post anything. Just basically show up at Gardner ready to play on November 9th at around eight o'clock. And if 
you hadn't talked to anybody, you're you're gonna get you're gonna play. If we have odd numbers, we've have we got ways to figure that out. Mm-hmm. It's really all just for fun. And I will have a trophy for this one. For I mean, the club keeps. Uh, I had to wait until Gardner, you know, until it's up in the air to actually officially <laughs> include a trophy. I didn't want to have Gardner to have it. Uh, so there, there's that. So Bart, you'll be playing, right? Yeah, for 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 Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and we'll probably do. Well, we won't really know. We will do some. Uh, maybe we do like versus picks that the week before, uh, next week. Just you know, Gardner versus Beacon. All right. Uh, do you guys want to do a Crushmore or a Ace Pots? I mean, it's we're at about an hour and a half right now. I can do, I can do either one. Um, but totally up to you guys. Bart. Yeah, do you guys do you guys want to pick one and then and then just do redemption picks and then call it? Just depends. Like, what's easier for you? Like, if you're at if you're at an hour and oh, a half. Oh no, I mean, I is that, probably is it easy? Well, I'm saying, is it easy for you to just cut that into one episode, or would you rather go another like forty minutes and then have two episodes? Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm fine either way. Whatever you guys, to me, it's all about uh, wasting your guys' time. If you guys are free, <laughs> you know, I, we can we can do whatever you guys want to do. So right now I'm sitting here and I have a uh, uh, disc golf tournament on on YouTube in the background on the TV. So if we stop recording, I'm literally just going to close my computer and I'm going to sit here and watch <laughs> disc golf for two hours. So like I don't mind talking about it right. anytime. So well, let's do um. Uh, well, let's go Crushmore. So the, the Mount Crushmore okay. we had decided on was we were going to do our our top four worst holes. Now. It, or maybe maybe least favorite is a little well, more. Uh, I was thinking less abrasive. Okay, I was yeah because I was I wasn't thinking in the the hole, but yeah. Unless you're thinking of just like our individual worst hole we've ever played. Well, I was kind of thinking a combination of each. It doesn't have to necessarily be a, like an eight. It could be a four or even a par on a hole that you know you had a five foot putt and it would have been for win. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that kind of stuff. And it you know, but it could be the hole itself. I went more towards hole itself, okay. um, and like you said, not necessarily bashing course design, just more of, you know, maybe it doesn't fit my shot shape or you know something like that. There's that one tree that I hit every time, something like that. All right, well, why don't you go first then? What is your first hole? Uh, first hole I have on here is FDR hole seven. You come off of the little uh, the little birdie hole there, hole six. And you're feeling pretty good because you know hopefully you got the bird and you step up to seven. Are any particular and, basket? Uh, no, I don't really. I don't really care for either one. Okay. <laughs> um, I, well, okay. So, so I don't flick mm-hmm. um, for any type of power. So to like throw a flick to the yellow basket is a little tricky. Um, so I usually just throw like a flippy mid range like down the creek and then just let it bend over. But I always hit the tree and it drops on the the short side of the rock wall. So then you're throwing three from the drop zone, hoping it up and down, and that's just a pain. And, um, and then when you're going to white, you're just kind of putting something neutral out there and hoping you get through the 1400 trees that are between you and the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough three to get, you get a three there. You're like, all right, I'm good. So yeah, so I haven't had a lot of really good experiences on that hole. Only, only a couple birdies on yellow and I've, I don't think I've ever even gotten close to a birdie on white. And, and right at the basket, I mean, you're going da- downhill the whole time and right after the basket, it goes downhill even sharper, you know? Uh, and then to the one side, there's a big tree, so if you're a little right and you roll down, I mean, hey, no, I, I feel you. I didn't feel you at the beginning, but I feel you now. It's a, it's a tough hole. Yeah, it's a tough. You hole. You ever seen the quap route? 
Is that um, straight through the reeds? If you're, no, if you're going for yellow, do you know that big gnarly tree? Yeah. Wide hyzer to the right of that. And I, I've done that mm-hmm. twice in the winter when there's not like a lot going on of like, uh, you know, foliage and stuff. And I just still like a big hyzer out there. One time it hit a tree and fell out of bounds. I almost mm-hmm. lost the disc. And then the second time I was playing to white and I just wanted to just get it down, like almost like a pin high scenario and then just kind of chip back over. And I think I took a four. Mm-hmm. So it didn't work, but you know, I've thrown it before. I just, I'm just trying to find something that works on that hole. And I, I can't do it right now. I guess I could learn to flick like a big boy, but. Eh. Well, no, honestly, I think you don't even have to flick like a big boy. You can flick like an intermediate, just take a, a butt west or something and throw it out straight, you know? Um, yeah. Stand still just enough to get it, you know, out there. What do you think of the design of the hole itself though? And just being a, a neutral observer, what is your overall thought on the hole? Not to play. Do you think it's well-designed? I guess is the question. Um, well, you think about well-designed, so, I mean, it's safe. You're not going to hit anybody. Um, it doesn't, you know, you're not throwing any pass or anything. So that's always a plus. Um, it's definitely a score separator, um, because you can get through the trees and take your two or take an OB stroke and then hit a tree off the drop zone and take a six. Um, so sometimes it's a little tricky just if you're going to white and you just put something hard out there, you know, you might throw a beautiful line and it just nicks one tree and then it pinballs off of three others and now you got like 100 feet between you and the basket so it can be a little fluky once you get like about halfway through the hole um but i think you know uh the good players are still getting down there and taking their threes and players that aren't quite at that elite local caliber scrambling for threes or you know being happy with a four and so i mean it's a score separator you know it's safe it's kind of scenic with the rock wall ob and then the stream that kind of runs through it um yeah, I don't have a problem with it from a design standpoint. What about the OB? Do you think it's fair? Yeah, I like the OB there. What um, about the drop zone? Drop zone is I, I like the drop zone too. Um, it's mm-hmm. a little tough to get down to white, but if you're going to if you're going to yellow, it's easy. Like I mean, it's just a little you can go a little wider with like a zone and just kind of like pitch it out and just slide it up, or there is a, a direct line right at it. Or if you're a flicker, you can you know kind of just pitch one out to the left and let it dump in. So there's a lot of options to get up and down from. Uh, from the drop zone to yellow. White's a little tougher, but there's still a few lines. You just got to kind of get lucky through the woods. Andrew, what do you got? Um, so I, my worst hole, I was, at first I was thinking of like, maybe I didn't quite understand like what like a worst hole was. And then we talked about it. And mm-hmm. and then I thought of like blow ups. Um, and I blew up really, really hard on, at the, the Wilcox WoW tournament. It was, Hole seven on that new nine uh, from the longs, and I took an eleven on that hole. <laughs> it was well, so bad. No, I, I haven't played the new holes at Wilcox yet. Okay, so neither of us have played it. So, you, oh yeah. gosh, it's so it's a, it's really long. It's really long. The story or the hole? Um, <laughs> apparently, both. He's got to through eleven shots. <laughs> well, the whole like. So it's a long tunnel shot that S curves, and before you get to the red T, there's like a rock wall. And I figured, like, man, if I could just get it up there for my first shot, like, that would be a good shot. But, you know, you're still not at the red T. And then from the red T, it's hard, too. Um, It's a left-to-right shot. There are small gaps through the trees. If you hit a tree 
and it kicks hard left. It goes down a hill. It's just no good. And then it comes back down the hill to the left. Um, there's like a little ditch area and you got to put up. And I think it took me three shots just to get to the red tee. And from the tee, I was in jail. I had to pitch out on the tee box. And then from there, I flicked it right into the trees. And rather than just pitch out again, I think my ego got the best of me. And I was like, no, I can't like just pitch out because like that's an eight. Can I ask you, you know? a question, Andrew? Yeah. Did you get an 11 with no out of bounds? No out of bounds. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, no, you were going none. and I'm like, where are the multiple out of bounds? He hasn't mentioned, he's like, shots in. No, there were none, Pat. That's the worst part. Oh my. <laughs> I just kept like fighting through the trees. I was on the right side and just thinking like, no, I don't want to pitch out. I just want to like, you know, I want to Anheuser flick, you know, my patent shot. I want to Anheuser flick this through that tiny gap 12 feet away, and I didn't hit it once. And when I finally got down to the green, I'm like, well, I guess I have to, like, I've got to throw it in, right? Mm. That's what I need to save a nine. <laughs> didn't save a nine. <laughs> you know, and my card mates, like, they hung in there with me. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't, like, ragging on me or anything, but, you know, you know it's bad when you finally take your disc out the basket and like you know everyone's looking at their shoes and like all right let's just move on <laughs> so that one it was even worse like when we got to the tee box and you know they said like what'd you get and i was like i got an 11 and my card mates were like what like no man i thought you got like a seven and then i had to like go through and like no like all right here's my shots guys <laughs> they're like yep that was definitely 11 okay <laughs> so um I guess mine is going to be a combination of what you guys just referenced. Let me think of the hole. It's at um, it's a Long Island hole at uh, Calverton. It is hole three. It is. Have you played Calverton, uh, Bart? I don't think you said. No, I haven't gotten out there okay, yet. Okay, so it's basically you've played the hole two at Wolf Woods, mm -hmm. which it's basically just a beginner's flick hole, basically just a, a hard hyzer flick, but it's over water. Mm -hmm. We were. I was playing doubles there with Jay Fat when we get to fifty. We're going to be like pro, like McEnroe and Sampras kind of thing, you know, with the doubles. Who's who in that situation? Well, neither of us have hair, so we could be either <laughs> one. Um, we were we were we were shaking the first round, but we were still competitive. We were only a couple strokes down. Second round, we actually improved. We, we had it's almost like we had just steadied so well that uh, I think we were even under par in the first round, or maybe by one. We started on like 16 or 17. So we're like five or six holes in, and we finally we hit this hole three. And it was my, in the second round, it was alternate drives. So if uh, I was driving odd holes, he was driving even holes. And then the the throw, after the throw, we were just alternate. But even if if he drove and I finished, I still have to drive the next hole. It, 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 it was fun. So it was my drive, and I... I'm just like, well, last time I took like a destroyer type and just flicked it out there. I went a little deep, but it was, you know, we had a look and we parted. So I try, I'm like, you know, I bet I could do this with a zone. You dummy. <laughs> Caught my finger on it. It did get over the water, but it didn't, there was a fence there. So OB. And I'm like, oh, JFAT. We were playing so consistently. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. So then he throws. He doesn't get over the water. So, so I'm like, okay, okay. And I just went to the original 
driver that I flicked the first round and I missed again. And then he finally just backhanded something straight over and almost went into a sand trap hazard, but missed it by about a foot. Um, at this point, we just pitched over and took our nine in doubles, a nine in doubles. That doesn't happen too often. I say that only because that in doubles, that's a, that's, so it's not like we, we lost six strokes to everybody. We, we lost seven. It's basically, you can crash against that fence, which is essentially a tap in. Um, and then basically from then on, what, what was looking like, cause we had never played consistently. We were so for like a round and a quarter and then it just every hole compiled upon itself. We just, we'd lost it. Any confidence that we had. So those are the type of holes that I hate the most is when they're just soul crushing. Yeah. Uh, what's your second hole, Bart? Um, I got Warwick hole four. That's only from the short tees. I actually like the long tee on Warwick four, but the short tee, you're just kind of up on a little, uh, little raised teeing area and you just get this little tiny gap and the short pin goes to the right so again another theme here is i don't like to flick off the tee so i don't really throw a flick there and then the long pin is just down the hill to the left so in theory you just throw a little flick or a little turnover putter to the short basket and if you're going to the long basket you just throw something kind of neutral down the middle and just let it fade to the left and every single time i play that hole from that tee box whatever basket i'm throwing to I end up underneath the other one every single time. It's not even it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> and you know, if I'm if I'm going to the to the short, I'll throw an anhyzer. <laughs> and maybe just because I'm throwing the ante and you know the way the disc is spinning, the way it's turning, hits a tree and it kicks left every time down the hill. One time I think I hit my head on the basket trying to put my mini down on the on the blue basket. Yeah, and then if I'm going for blue, it hits a tree and it just falls right down. 10 feet from the silver basket. And uh, I've never been able to figure that hole. I did ace it one time, silver, silver, but I hit two trees. So, and then it went in. So that was kind of cool, but uh, it, it was going to miss it significantly again. So I just got lucky, but yeah, that's, um, and the, from the long tee is great. Cause you got this nice little tunnel shot um, with, a, it's almost a blind cause it, the hill kind of crests in front of you. So you either throw something dead straight for like two fifty um or throw like one disc more stable to let it finish left at the end so it's a really nice hole from long just short it's just for some reason that hole has my number every single time i play and everyone i play with knows it you know nick and my dad and tommy they you know they know like uh, they know they're gonna grab a stroke on me on that hole because it's just in my head every single time uh, andrew i had hole 14 silver blue at warwick the other weekend man i'm just even thinking about it, it makes me mad <laughs> I drove and I went wide right over the wall, um, deep, like totally pinched. And I had to like take out, I think it flicked maybe like a T-bird or something. It was a miracle flick and it made it back into uh, back into the fairway close to the stream, pitched up. And I was looking at maybe like a 30-foot putt. And I was thinking like, all right, man, you just got to lay this up. This hole has been like whooping you for the past couple of throws like just lay it up i don't think you're gonna make the putt and that was going on in my head the whole time and what do i do i just like air it out pass the chains don't hit anything and it just like splashes right into the water <laughs> oh man so now i'm like putting up miss that putt yeah i think i took a seven on that one all right this is gonna be interesting narrowing this down to four since some of its holes some of its story Oops. This is probably going to be one of those more where once we all give our four, we're just like, okay, great conversation. Yeah. You know, because 
given the the uh, the wide criteria that it's just kind of like your own discretion for this, yeah. we're just we're gonna have uh, twelve different holes on this list. I think. Well, apparently that means the uh, the first rule of Mount Crushmore is there ain't no limit. <laughs> it's however many we want. Yeah, because I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of holes we don't play well, or you know, so. It exactly. Uh, so my turn. Yep. Your your second your second. Hole. I was gonna go this one. I'm gonna make this brief because I think we. I told the story at Maiden the Glades, um, it because it occurred at Maiden the Glades. I uh, it's I'm gonna say hole 16 at Beacon. I um I've never played well at any Beacon tournament. I've never won anything, and and I don't. I'm not bitter. I only mention it once a, <laughs> once a month. I was playing my best round in a tournament ever. I believe after one round, I was even. I did par 10 twice, so I didn't get any strokes there. But And we get to hole 16, and I just missed a 10-footer. I felt bad. I was like, ah, oh, And I knew there was something significant about that miss, and that I ended up plus one. So uh, that's my second one. I'm going to go cry while oh, Bart no. tells, me us, tells us about his third. Uh, third one, I want to do uh, uh, something fun here. Uh, not really fun. It's awful. I hate thinking about it. I want to say Beacon <laughs> Beacon hole 10. Yeah, you know, like, and, and again, my criteria was more just like ones that not necessarily one particular time, but just a consistent display of bad golf on one hole from me at least. And, uh, you know, let's face it, you get up to hole 10 and it's like, all right, who's getting the ace this time through, you know? And it's so sure. And, you know, if you're playing tournaments, if you take a par, you're losing a stroke to the majority of the field. And, um, yeah, ever since we put that island in there, it's just – for some reason, I can never seem to get a big birdie there when I need it. And uh, if I do get the birdie, it's because it flew past the basket and hit the base of that tree and stuck. So that's just a hole that I never play well. And uh, it's one that really, really hurts when you don't get the two. Yeah, there are some holes that, be can get, that get in your head. And that, that sounds like one of them. Uh, what do you got, Andrew? So I have a hole that I think it was maybe Hobbs Farm in Georgia. And I play with my brother. And when I play with my brother, we like playing for money. So we, we run a couple different bets um, at the same time. You know, we do like dollar birdies. We do Nassau, which is, you know, you bet on the front nine, you bet on the back nine, you bet on the overall score. We tried out a new bet that was Nassau with two up automatics. So when if you do a Nassau with a two up, that means if you go up by two strokes, you have the option of saying, okay, I want to place a new bet. Kind of like a double or nothing kind of thing. But with two up automatics, you automatically have a new bet every time you go up by two strokes. And I think we were doing maybe like two or three bucks per bet. And on the second hole, I mean, I think I bogeyed the first hole. On the second hole, I double bogeyed. And I mean, it wasn't like a super bad hole, but it was just the start of the worst round ever and i think after that I, it was just nothing but double bogeys after double bogey after double bogey and it was like each hole i was giving my brother like three or four more dollars each time we've played a lot of rounds but i think he must have taken like 30 or 40 dollars from me after that and it was definitely that hole that started it all and the worst part about it was that afterwards we went and we met up with my dad and my uncle and, you know, my brother's telling them how much money he took from me. And he was like, oh, yeah, we played two up automatics. And they were like, oh, man, you never want to do that. I was like, man, no one told me. <laughs> so 
<laughs> if you ever get in a betting situation on this golf course, two up automatics are not the way to go. All right. We'll be um, look forward to our weekly new uh, betting po- uh, part of the podcast where Andrew's going to be setting lines on who's going to be winning these tournaments, apparently. A two up automatic. What are you talking about? We, uh, we'll also have a glossary at the end of the podcast to explain half of the words he just said. <laughs> a two up Love side bets. Uh, Georgia. Um, so the whole two that, that was in Georgia. Yep, lost a lot of money. Now we could also say, you know, Hudson Valley Disc Golf Podcast. And now we got a hole from Georgia on here all of a sudden. Ooh. I mean, I'll I'll allow it this time, but we'll see. I, I don't know, Pat. What do you think? Well, the fact of the matter is, while we focus on the Hudson Valley, we're not exclusively Hudson Valley. We, in fact, are inclusive of the world with that being said georgia isn't very inclusive so no. <laughs> uh, i felt the story was maybe a little bit more worse off than like the location of of the hole <gasps> no it's cool so my turn we're on hole three now actually this one i don't know if i could put it in worse hole what i would put it in if i can ever figure this hole out i will really feel uh, like I have improved as a disc golfer, and that is hole five at FDR. And I mean in both positions, although yellow's more cerebral than white. Uh, meaning, uh, yellow, it's really just do you go, don't go for it. If you don't want to take a four, don't go for the putt. Um, so just get it into the, bu- into the bowl, be smart on your pitch up, and take your three. White is more the skill aspect of it, just being able to have the confidence to throw something straight for that long and uh you know i i just I, the challenge of it is but i feel like a five white fdr if i ever uh if i par that in in whatever division i'm playing i'm usually picking up a stroke on like half the half the people you know if you get a three on on five white so uh that to me just parring that re- regularly like i i, I kind of dread it but i kind of enjoy it you almost need a spotter on that hole if you're going to the yellow because once you like throw it down and it starts to curve back right like i always lose my disc on that hole and sometimes like the leaves are are pretty you know i mean this time of year your disc slides under a leaf like man you're never gonna find it mm-hmm. well this time of year yeah you play any course in a tournament it, it's wise to have a spotter what do you got for your fourth part all right, so my fourth one, um, I do actually have a little story behind this one, but I think in general it still fits my other criteria of one that's just always difficult to play is uh, Heckscher Hole 20, um, the tunnel. And in my particular uh, bad beat on that was at uh, Long Island Open this year. We um, we were getting filmed by Gatekeeper, and you know, there was a lot of pressure out there, and uh, I missed a putt that was extremely makeable and ended up costing me a couple bucks. So we uh, it was playing to the, the long position, the tent basket over on the island, and we came out of that hole. We had two left, and we didn't know what the chase card was doing, but I knew that you know, Bobby was way ahead of us, and um, but I knew I was chasing, in my mind, what was second place by one and uh i had a stroke over nick spitler uh who was uh fourth on on our card and uh so i got to that hole i'm like all right just play it for a four throw three buzzes and make your putt so i throw the first buzz kind of cut rolled a little i was a lot of position i throw the second buzz don't get as far as i wanted um then the the third shot had to go over and uh i ended up just tailing off i was a little to the right at a straddle putt out of some pricker bushes but it was like 20 feet and i'm like all right just make the putt and then nick happened to land like six inches from me and he went first and he made his putt i'm like okay just make the putt and you take your one stroke into the last hole and uh, try and hold him off 
and I airballed the putt on camera. And uh, then I get to the last hole and me and Nick are tied. And the last hole is like, whatever, it was 420 feet through a tunnel with OB everywhere. And he parked it and ended up beating me by one. And it cost me like a hundred bucks. So yeah, if I could have just made that putt, we would have tied and split what would have been uh, third and fourth place money because Billy on the chase card ended up taking second. But yeah, we had a good battle, and I, I thought I was – or I don't know, actually Jeff took third, and mm. Nick took fourth. Either way, it, it cost me a couple bucks, and it was – it's a tough hole, though, because um, you don't really want to throw a driver and skip way deep. You can lose a disc real easy on the on the stuff on the left. Oh, yeah. It's just – it's such a tough hole. And uh, so, yeah, you know, that was that's one that's tough every time you play it, and I just happen to have a, a, a real sob story there. So hole 20 at Hector. Hey – did we talk about the uh, the filming at Maiden the Glades at uh, Long Island Open? Yeah. Um, we, Have we talked about that on here? I don't think we did because I don't think it was out yet when uh, when we when you had me on because you had me on for Maiden the Glades and it wasn't yeah. out yet at that point. I don't think. Okay. So what did uh, what did you think of the experience? Um, it was it was fine. It was um, you know just a little nerve wracking because you think like every time you you step up and you're ready to throw your disc. You're like, all right, like really don't footfall because there's going to be people to see this and uh, you know, don't run your putts and blow past it and three or four putt on camera. So there's a little extra, like, you know, you don't want to look stupid kind of thing. So, um, but it was fun. Uh, Derek was really cool. And uh, you know, it was just doing single cam. So, couple times he was like right next to us at the tee. A couple times he'd go and kind of get like a catch cam uh, perspective. So, um, you know, but it kind of throws the flow off a little bit because you're always wanting to, you know, wait till he's ready and make sure, you know, he gives you the high sign. And, um, but yeah, it definitely makes you think a lot more about the little things like running up, you know, if you're doing a run up on a second shot, like, like, please don't footfall. Like, please really think about where you're putting your foot and, you know, don't, uh, don't, uh, you know, don't hit like the first available tree and, you know, obviously stuff you want to do anyway, every time you play, but you're just so much more aware of it when you know, there's going to be people that see it. And, um, yeah, it was fun. It was a really good experience and I definitely hope I can play good enough to get on a, a lead card again at some point. Awesome. Uh, so Andrew, what is your last hole? My last hole is a beacon hole and I hate to do it cause I love beacon, but sure. it's, uh, the summer eighteen. Summer eighteen. Oh, uh, I I named that. Hole. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's because <clears throat> the first time I ever played it, I was lucky enough to park it. I was thinking like, all right, man, no big deal, cool. Like this hole's tight, but you know it's doable. I have never done that since. I always hit one of those first trees because. I mean, there's, there's no like real, for me, there's no real clear line to the basket. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, it's a bunch of trees and there's like foot gaps sprinkled around. Oh, it's a gimmick. You know? Oh, 100%. It's totally a gimmick. It's snake yeah. oil down there. <laughs> well, it was originally designed. It's really just because there was a point where they were doing weddings like every weekend and yeah. we decided to pull the pin because they do a lot of like photography and such. Yeah. And, you know, we just thought there was a period of time where we, we took it out and during the summers and uh, we would use. So we just wanted to figure out a way to get to the pool hole. Um, 
as easy as possible. So we made one that went down and then that monstrosity, but that's, uh, I mean, we didn't really, people played it this year just cause we had an extra basket in there, you know? Oh, I get it. And you know, every time I play it, someone else I'm playing with parks it, but that person is never me <laughs> anymore. <laughs> well, thing. It's, it's such a, like, it's a poke and hope it's, mm-hmm. and it's late in the round. And that's why I don't really like it. It's like, it's it's hard not to three it. I mean, you can. You, it's hard to two it, but you, if you were just going for a three, you can get a three on it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Because yeah. you could literally jump putt half of it, and then jump putt the other half. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that you know the fluke ones that get through enough fluke ones get through that uh, you know. But there's no like you said, there's no true line. Well, someone was telling me that there's like big like anheuser line there is but it's you know and i saw it once and i've tried it and i cannot hit it <laughs> it's about three quarters of a line i don't really mm-hmm. yeah i don't know exactly if it has a, a clean ending but it's it's three quarters of a line down there uh, down there enough to make it an easy par with a outside shot at birdie but good job using the temporary hole as your final mount rush one <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my final, because I've fully researched this and, uh, I, I think this is kind of what Bart said with history, like history with hole 10. Um, Andrew just has that bad feeling about hole two in Georgia, my bad mojo hole. And I don't think it's a bad hole and I kind of like it sometimes, but it's hole 10 at FDR and it doesn't matter the position, although yellow is, I, 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 my mother told me not to say anything, you know, if you can't say anything nice. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they're, it, I'm teasing. But the thing is that hill, slope, everything slopes to the right. And I'm much better at it now. But in a tournament scenario, you still have that little bit of extra nerves that sets me back about a year or two in my disc golf development. So I don't always have that. You know what I mean? You just, it just, that, that, that slope down to the right makes you want to pull right. And so many people go, it's not just that they go out of bounds, they go so out of bounds on that hole that uh, uh, one time to finish a tournament that I was playing, not, I was in competition, I probably would have placed probably third or something. I don't even remember what division I was playing, but my final hole is hole 10 and my, my drive, I go out of bounds. My second shot, I go out of bounds. My third shot, I go way deep. We're going to yellow. I, I I took like a, I think I took a nine somehow. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Two out of bounds. Yeah, I took a nine to finish the tournament, and I went from placing to a low, you know, bottom fit five or something like that. It's just stuff like that that really can bum you out. So I'm glad we have this outlet to for people to hear that this fun stuff. Yeah, they're just gonna be like, man, you guys are awful at this golf. <laughs> Now is this this has <laughs> and that's the hole with like the kudzu like black hole on the right. Is that hole ten? After you cross the street, it's the next hole. Yeah. It's just got that slope to the right and, and it, it it's almost like it your balance, you you think right and you just pull it so hard right. Like I said, I'm a lot better now, but still that that tournament I was talking about wasn't that long ago. I've never thrown a disc into the OB on the right and retrieved. It's all like so overgrown and I can never see anything. I always find other people's discs. I can never find my own. 
it gets real tough this time of year too because yeah, mm-hmm. it just all the leaves just like build up down there from you know getting blown off the hill and stuff so so bart what are your thoughts on hole 10 there i mean was there ever a time where you had some aggravation with it no that's a, that's actually one of my favorite holes on the course um yeah, I like to just – that's funny. You just crush off the tee no matter – it's the same tee shot for both passes, which is nice. Um, and then I'm usually, like, you know, up a decent way. So um, I'm doing, like, a tee bird into the into the long basket or just, like, a little zone or a buzz OS into the short basket, uh, you know, down one of the – you just got to pick an alley and hit it. So um, I don't usually have an issue with that early OB on the right unless there's, uh, like, a win situation. Um, that you got to take into account. There's been, you know, there's usually like something windy there. Where the headwind could really rip you over, but or a branch on if you go a little high and you hit that. Thing. Yeah, there is a little bit of a low yeah, ceiling. You, get a roll, you roll out yeah, or something. It, yeah. I actually have more issues with that OB playing 18. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause just because. Like uh, yeah, especially when it, when they used to have the the old the the long yeah. 18 basket By the dump. and uh, especially if you're really trying to make a move there and you throw like a high speed driver on your second shot. And you want to get yourself up to like jump putt range, and uh, I've gotten real close to that OB playing eighteen, but it usually doesn't doesn't affect me on ten. All right, so like you said, I don't think we can really narrow this down to four, but there are, are somewhere in the round twelve horror story holes, twelve and some mix of those and holes that you know the hole themselves is a problem. Uh, so. I think it's time for the redemption. I need to oh yeah, yeah, pull buddy. up the. Uh... This is redemption three, November second. All right, and anybody here going? No. Oh, I see Bart Welch Jr. Ooh, ooh. Oh, sweet, fancy Moses. Ah, I see Bart Welch. I see Andrew Barger. Oh my! You're I, I, I don't see Pat Keenan. No, I it's oh, it's over Phil. I'm sure somebody. I'm sure somebody's gonna get stuck in traffic. Oh well, it's Long Island. Come on. So what do you want to do for um, what divisions do you want to pick three? Do you want to do open and advanced or you want to do just? I think open and advanced. Okay. I think we know. Well, actually, do we know enough people? I know. Yeah, I think so. I think I can get, I can pull three out of that, Andrew. Yep. So just uh, pro and advanced three and the rest one. Who wants to go? Uh, I'll start. We'll go rec women. Yeah, I want to go, um, I want to go Meg Collins. Yeah. All right. Wise decision. She's a. Uh, one of the Collinses, so good choice, uh, Andrew. Who do you got? Uh, Kellyanne Keenan. Really? You know that's my cousin. Perfect. No, we're not related, but we probably are. <laughs> I'm going Barbara and Keenan. Yeah. Cousin? Uh, well, they're those two are related. Not not to me. Uh, okay, so rec division, eleven registrants. I oh, Cookie's going too. He's going. Dang. But I'm going Jay Berger. Uh, Andrew. Cookie's been getting me these points these past couple weeks, so I feel like I'd be silly not to take him. So, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Cookie. All right, Bart, who you got? Right, I'm going to go grimy here. I'm going to go chalk and take Daniel McGuire. You know Danny McGuire? I do not. Oh, you just you looked him up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you looking on the PDGA site? I am. <laughs> I should be doing Freaky. that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Everything that was said already counts, just so we're clear. <laughs> no, no, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I got uh, James Berger. Andrew, you got intermediate. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Andy Romanski. I'll go going Diana Devlin. Bot. I am going to go Andy Romanski. Romanski. Only yes. because uh, Andrew didn't say it right. So awesome. someone's got to do it. Wait, I thought Pat said it wrong <laughs> the other week and that he got it corrected. We're just going to keep going back and forth. Perfect. Um, so, Bart, intermediate. 
I'm going to go with Wyatt Mahoney, not because he's the highest-rated player in that field, but uh, Jack goes to preschool once a week, and his new best friend at preschool's name is Wyatt. So I'm going Wyatt. Got some good good karma there for me. All right. Um, I, Hexer rewards distance, but I also think it rewards accuracy. So for that reason, I'm going to go Andrew Barger. Ooh. Andrew, who you got? I'm also going to pick Wyatt Mahoney. Um, oh. And... Oh, Wyatt Mahoney, he's the kid at Cedar Beach. Man, I'm losing it. He is very good. I'm still going with Andrew. All right, so two Wyatts and Andrew doesn't even have faith in himself. <laughs> All right, um, Andrew, you got Am Masters 40. I like this Bart, Bart Welch guy. Good for him. Uh, so Am 40, Bart, who you got? I'm going Sweet D. Okay. I, I take Pat Keenan. Wait a minute. You're you on here? Not as of right now. It's a risk. Oh, I don't get to see. I like that. That's All a good right. move. Uh, now, advanced is me. Sure. I like Phil. Phil Raskinator, a frequently used name on the Hudson Valley Disc Golf Podcast. Oh, oh you top three? You're top three. Top three. Oh, sorry. Thank you, guys. Okay, he's first. Second place, I'm going Owen. Third, because I know he can bomb. And third place, I'm going Nick, because I trust in his putting. And because... I wanted to pick him on the podcast before Bart ever did. Yeah. Uh, Bart, I think you're next. Will he pick Nick? <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Owen in third. I'm going to go Nick in second, mm. looking to repeat uh, redemption for advanced. And I'm going to take uh, Vinny Aquavita for first, uh, just coming off uh, winning Long Island Open in June. So I'm going to see a big battle there between him and Nick, the last two winners at tournaments there. But I'm going to go Vinny on top. I don't want to put too much pressure on Nick, but I'll do Nick second. Owen so third. then we got Andrew and ProMaster. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, my picks for advanced. I oh, think yeah. I'm gonna take your Robert. picks for advanced. I said, oh, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with Robert Worrell in third, uh, Owen Smith in second, and Nick in first. Uh, so now I believe it's still your turn for Pro Masters 40. And we're just doing one pick on this one, yes, yeah, okay. Uh, well, for Pro Masters 40, I'm gonna go with uh, Jim. All right, I will go. I'm going to go Pat Collins. It's, I mean, it's, it's a coin toss. Uh, Bart. I am going to go Adam Harris. Okay. All right, Bart, you want to do open? Yeah, I suppose. Um, I was thinking about this one. Oh, Tommy Cunningham signed up. Okay. I'm going to go myself in third. I'm going to go Mark Peters in second. I'm going to go Billy Pagnazzi. All right. What do you got, Andrew? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Lopez in third, Bobby Jones in second, and my man Bart in first. Ooh. You got it, man. You play, I mean, I think you can do it. You played you play great in the, the Long Island Open. He's putting the pressure I'm sorry. Okay, third place, I'm going to say Bart Welch. Because if he's not putting himself first, I ain't putting him first. Um, second place, I'm going Todd Springer. And I got to go Pagnazzi uh, for first. This is a, that's a deep All field. Right. Yep. That's, yeah, that's a good field. Yeah, that's going to be tough, man. Yeah, that's a tough course. Were they playing 21, do you know? Um, so we're only playing 18 for redemption. I don't know which 18 we're playing. If I had to guess, I would think we would cut out 10, 11, and 12 because that makes sense for like flow purposes. After you come off nine, you bang a right and then go right to that par four. That sounds right. I know it's kind. Of, I believe it's kind of in the middle. Yeah, for yeah, because you would just. I mean, ten and eleven are kind of tricky holes. Twelve's like that nice little birdie, though. It'd be, it kind of sucks to lose that for your ego purposes, but. Everybody's got their, you know, their smaller layout. Was that everything on the predictions there? We we good in redemption? All right. Uh, anything else anybody wanted to talk about? 
think we're good. I mean, we're at two and a half hours, so I think I can get. I might be able to get a good solid twenty minutes out of this. <laughs> I hope so. I hope there's some, hope there's some decent <laughs> content here because we did a lot of rambling tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there, but still get you know still get something out of it. All right, fellas, anything else? No. The uh, oh, do you are you gonna do like a little out? You can do that on your own, like a little out. No, what I mean, what how. how no. Like to like to end the to end the podcast. You didn't, you didn't even say. Oh no, up. I was going to. I was just checking to make sure that there was oh, okay. nothing else. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, you want to save ace pots for next uh, week? Well, yeah. I'm thinking that's again. That's one of those that you know it's evergreen. We can we can yeah. just hang on and to that until uh, until we get something to talk we about. We were talking about the first week, um, and even Sweet. before when this whole thing was in the planning stages, um, about content. So. Anything we can hold on to, and yeah, we're know, gonna we're gonna need uh, for next week. Yeah, for late, like in the winter time. Yeah, so absolutely. Oh yeah, um, I interviewed my buddy. Just like his thoughts as like a like a new person coming to to Beacon and what he thought of like the course and the club from like an outside perspective. Um, yeah, I can send that to you well, if you want. Um, again, if if you like don't want it, like well, first of all, like I said with Bart's interviews, I want to get them eventually. Because they're your first interviews. You got to have them. Mm-hmm. But, well, you know, make them sound decent. I mean, I'm a master editor. I suck at everything else, but I edit crazy. But, yeah, no, because that, that's the kind of fun stuff we want to do. Even if it's like an add-on to the end. You know how sometimes I'll just throw something on the end? You know, something like that. It's all it's all content. So are you are you, you really going to come out on Saturday? Uh, I, I picked myself. Oh. I can't. I can't say anything until I check with the wife, to be honest. But And I'll try to, like, take some pictures for potential instagram well maybe we both get something if we're media i would uh yeah there you go and um, i'll do it yeah so let me know because if um if you don't i can try and get get something with whoever wins that'd be an interesting month uh as always thank you bart hey thanks for having uh, me andrew thank you very yeah, much man thank you so much and thank you hudson valley i say sweet up to you Hey, you guys still here? Round's over. Go home. And don't forget your umbrellas.